What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pan and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. We're here to bring our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the world of sports. Realistically, like most weeks, all NFL today. Um, episode 196, the week before the Super Bowl. Uh, we have some thoughts. Uh, a couple big events happened throughout this last week or two since we talked to you last. Uh, obviously, we know the two Super Bowl teams. Um, the greatest of all time retired again. Uh, and officiating is a thing, and we use that term loosely. Uh, first and foremost, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Instead of having, you know, like last year, the fanfare and, and all these uh, pundits and everything, guessing how many to retire and, and commenting on it and, and giving their thoughts and not letting him do it the way he wanted to do it and jump in the gun, kept it private. And, re- and released a video. I saw it on Twitter. You sent it to me. Uh, about a minute-long mm-hmm. video, just thanking everybody, saying he wasn't going to do the pomp and circumstance again. You get that once. He didn't want to do that again. Thanking everybody um, for his career, announcing retiring, how grateful and happy he was. Um, and once you saw what he's going to get paid at for uh, in the Fox broadcast booth, you know why. Yeah. Uh, that salary is insane. My God. Guys, He's going to make $40 million more over the next 10 years as a Fox broadcaster than he ever did in the NFL. That's nuts as a player. Um, I mean, we went through this a lot last year. Uh, we were both Patriots fans. We were fortunate enough to be – like. The, I think the thing that made it especially magical too, all the stuff that Brady did in New England and all the stuff that team did with him was like the time in our life also. Uh, it was a time in our life when we could actually have, I guess, the outside distraction of football and really focus on that. Uh, and um, I just, I love Tom Brady. Don't, I mean, I, I was bitter when he went to Tampa Bay. I got over that pretty quick. Um, can't can't say how much I appreciate everything it did for my favorite football team enough. Uh, the only person who's ever come close... Uh, Sports-wise, to bring me as much joy as Tom Brady did is David Ortiz with all of his great clutch hits and, and walk-off home runs and just showing up when you absolutely had to. Uh, nobody did that better than Tom Brady. Uh, the guy is an absolute legend, the best of all time. Uh, and, you know, now that he's gone, if you still, if you still can't honestly look yourself in the mirror and say how great this guy was, even if you dispute he's the greatest of all time, I disagree with you, but that's your opinion, your prerogative. If you still can't sit back and all you can think of is deflate gate, which is pure nonsense. Everyone does. Everybody did that. People admitted to it and nobody cared because it wasn't Brady. So get over yourself there. Um, if you want to use all these things, people tried to use to tear him down throughout the years. Um, instead of, um, you know, recognizing he's just a great player, uh, then shame on you because uh, there's a guy playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns with uh, who had 26 sexual assault allegations. And uh, nobody seemed to care past the first time he started that that was actually the case. People got seemed to, quote, get over it pretty quick. So um, that's off Tom Brady. Look forward to hearing you in the Fox booth. Hopefully you're better than Tony Romo. And um, thanks for everything, man. Good luck to you. Yeah, I'll just echo everything you said. And there's not much he didn't com- complete on the field that, you know, 
he could have. I mean, every every he checked every box that he needed to, uh, and he arguably is the greatest quarterback to ever step on the field. It's gonna be hard for anybody to even come close. You can say what you want about, you know, he didn't go undefeated in the Super Bowl, but he made he made so many Super Bowls that it's it's just it's hard to really stack up yeah. against it. It really is. And, you know, I used to hold this argument that, you know, Tom's gone to so many Super Bowls. That's why he's greater than, than Joe Montana, who undefeated in four. Um, but then I'd have the argument against LeBron James, which made me a hypocrite. But uh, I've kind of come around on that, um, especially since LeBron went to, like, I think it was, like, nine straight finals yeah. appearances pretty ridiculous uh between two teams and then obviously he's he's won one out in la like so you can you can try to measure someone who's undefeated in super bowls like like joe montana uh, but just i think what it's seven super bowls and 10 appearances or is it yep. 11 nope 10, ten. ten. okay yep. You just can't really stack that up, and that's 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 just the Super Bowls. We're not even counting the fact that what was the graphic? Um, it was last week the graphic that there was a. It's basically been Tom and, and Aaron Rodgers in the championship game, the past. I don't know what fifteen years at, oh, at the, minimum. One of them yeah. was in the in the in the. In a championship game, the past fifteen years. Did you see the AFC version of that? The stretch it was either him, Manning, or Roethlisberger. It was something right. like seventeen out of fifteen out of seventeen years was them. I was like, that's incredible. That's amazing. And and, and you know what's going to happen? It's it's going to extend to Mahomes. So you're going to have that connectivity mm-hmm. to where Mahomes is just going to. And we'll get into Mahomes. Yeah. You know whether it's you know this week um, we'll do an episode before the Super Bowl. Um, or even after the Super Bowl, like he's just gonna continue that connective of an exclusive, you know, this exclusive group of people uh, that just stretch over time. That they're just intertwined in in the championship and Super Bowl appearances. And I just think Tom stands on his own right now. Uh, and I think I think you said a lot of what I would say. So I, I'll push the the conversation forward. What does this do for Tampa? What does this do for Miami? What does this do for the Raiders? Rumors on the Niners uh, and the Jets. Like, those are kind of, I guess you could say, the five teams you would look at as possible landing spots for Tom. Now that's excluding the Tampa Bay Rays, but, or uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, but. Like the four other teams, like those are the kind of the landing spots. And some of them have quarterbacks. So there was going to be that musical chair situation going on. Now you're eliminating Tom. What does that do for that uh, a scenario um, going forward, Chris? Um, I mean, I, I... – I don't, think, I don't think I don't I don't think Sam. I mean, I, I see the Raiders being legitimate because they don't have their set guy. Uh, they gave Stidham a shot. Stidham 
I don't think they're going to go in the next season with Stidham as a starting quarterback. They're going to make a move. They spent they didn't they didn't spend all this money last offseason to bring in the defensive players they did to uh, a trade for Demonte Adams and extend him and make him one of the highest paid wide receivers in the game and rightfully so. Uh, they did not you know they didn't they didn't overhaul everything like they did before last season to develop a quarterback in in Devontae Adams' prime years and have him not be effective. So I could see them being somebody who would have been in the running. I never really believed the Niners were in the running. I know it's his hometown team. I know it's who he rooted for growing up. They sold the farm to trade up and get Trey Lance and then uh, may have never really got to use him yet because, you know, poor guy's been injured. He can't catch a break on the field injury-wise. And then Brock Purdy all of a sudden comes in. People are going to say, oh, it'll be Lance. It'll be Lance. Purdy was a, you know, Purdy didn't do anything in a championship game. Well, the guy tore a shoulder ligament, I mean, or an elbow ligament. Um, I don't care who you are. Patrick Mahomes can go out there with a sprained ankle and he's okay. But if he had a torn elbow ligament, he's not doing anything either. Like, you can't throw with that. You can't. doesn't matter who you are. You're still human. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. That, that'll be an interesting uh, situation. Miami. Miami, I thought, was a possibility because there was all the talk that they were trying to get him before he went down to Tampa when he left New England last time. Um, uh, I never really thought the Jets was an option. I know I, I kind of had more concern than I actually legitimately thought because it's like, okay, I can excuse him going to Miami. You're already in Florida. Nice weather. At the time, he was married to Giselle, who was complaining that she wanted to live somewhere warmer, even though she's got $100 million and can go wherever she wants. Um... But I never really thought that because while he doesn't come out and outright say it, like Tom Brady knows, look, it'd be really tough for him. We came in back last year with Tampa Bay. Yeah, sure, we cheered him. Of course we cheered him. He was our guy for 20 years. He gave us so many happy memories. And like you said, nine times, nine times in a 20-year span, Patriots fans got to wake up on Super Bowl Sunday knowing they were going to watch their team legitimately compete for a championship. Almost half the time he was with the Patriots. And there were a couple of decent blown leads in the AFC Championship games and almost comebacks, too. So a few different things fall different ways. And that could be 12, 13, 14. It sounds ridiculous, but it's the reality of it. They were there. <clears throat> so um, he knows... He's smart enough to know that if he were to go with the Jets, that would not diminish the gratitude we had when he was here. But it's like, I could see him in a Bucks uniform, and I'm like, ah, it's weird. It's not a Pats uniform, but it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put on Jets colors and then come into Gillette Stadium. That's a different animal. And people will not cheer him in that situation. They're not going to hate him on a personal level, but they're not going to cheer him. He's going to get booed, and it's going to – he knows it would diminish the kind of the people's viewpoint of his legacy because it's like that's not the best team you could have chosen. And I did have some great young players, but they really haven't put it all together. I know Brees Hall went down last year and that hurt, but there was still a lot of talent on that team, and those guys didn't get the job done. So I never really thought the Jets or Niners were a legit possibility. Very much thought the Raiders and Dolphins could have been. Now they're not. Uh, the Raiders, I said, I think they end up with Rodgers, potentially. Dolphins still have to. Uh, I I don't know where the Jets go. Um, I mean, this is again 
a top five draft pick, top three draft pick, a quarterback that is not panning out again. Uh, and the Niners, maybe they can trade the Jets, the one they don't want to use between Purdy and, uh, and Lance. <laughs> um, or they're smart, honestly, they got both those guys in rookie contracts. Just keep them both and see what happens. Maybe trade one of them in the offseason. Um, quite honestly, this is going to sound crazy, but I, I really think right now if the Niners try to trade either Lance or Purdy, they'd probably get more for Purdy because there's been more proven on-field than there is with Lance. Obviously, the raw talent of Lance mm-hmm. is hard to compare to anybody, but we haven't seen it translate on the NFL field. We saw what Purdy could do. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get a haul for him like the, the like, uh, Seattle got for Russell Wilson from Denver because uh, Denver just loves throwing draft picks away. Uh, but, I mean, it's not crazy that they could potentially get a late first, early second round pick for this kid if there's a quarterback desperate team that goes, hey, you'll trade him now for one pick, we'll do it. We'll develop him, we'll make him our guy. And if it doesn't work out, well, there's first round busts all the time. So I think it'll be int- really interesting to see how it plays out, but it's definitely a big piece of... The puzzle, and it was, here's the thing for a team, too. It was an easy plug-and-play piece. Brady will understand the playbook. Yeah. The players will respect him. And if it doesn't work out when he comes out and he falls off a cliff completely, it's, well, we took a chance on the greatest quarterback of all time. It didn't work. Okay, right. sorry, sue us. Like, whatever. What are you going to, like, whereas if they trade for a guy who has questionable, um, relationship with his teammates as far as like is he actually what he is he actually in real life what he's trying to present to the public like russell wilson uh it's a lot harder to justify trading multiple first round picks and essentially financially crippling the franchise in the next five years uh when it isn't working out um so we can move on to more broncos news if you want but i just want to say one more time thank you tom brady appreciate everything uh i cannot count the number of happy memories or just the overall feeling of knowing every single time my team took the field with you under center I felt like they had a chance to win no matter who they were play, playing and that is not something you can say about all quarterbacks yeah I, I just wanted to chime in real quick sure. and then we'll, we'll move on to Broncos because uh, I think we do need to touch on that um, I agree with your assessment on, on the potential landing spots for Tom Um for San Francisco, it seems like they're already out on Jimmy. Um, they actually came out publicly saying that it seemed like they're going to go in two different directions. So yeah. it almost seems like they're – because I thought they were going to trade trade Trey, keep Jimmy, especially when the UCL injury um, is going to put Purdy down until July, August. Um, I think at this point they're going to keep both Trey and Purdy and, and just – Roll the dice and see what happens. Can see that. Like you said, they're both on rookie contracts. You don't need to send them anywhere. Right. Um, and as far as the Bucks, this is this is pivotal right now for them. They're right now, Chris. They're negative fifty four million in the cap. Negative. And then if you go to the following year. Um, with the again with the roster they have, so obviously there's changes, the draft picks from 2023, uh, but adding all that together, Chris, and you have to have a quarterback. Um, they look okay for 2024. They don't look fantastic, but they look okay. There is rumors that they're going to split this 
voided year of Tom Brady because as soon as the year the league year starts, his contract voids. A la last year, remember the last year in the Patriots? Yep. The following year, voided contract. The Patriots had to pay, you know, heavy for Cam quote unquote <laughs> kicking the can down the, down the the street, so to speak. Um, but there's rumors that they're going to try to. Uh, Tom's going to have an agreement with the Bucks, and they're going to split this cap space between this year and next year. Well, let me ask you this, Chris. If you're the Bucks, do you split those between two years? Because you'll you'll be splitting them for 2023 and 2024. Or do you do what the Patriots did and just swallow it for a year? Know you're going to suck. Try to put a competitive team on the field. Don't give up everything because, you know, they have talented players. Uh, and, and go forth with that. Which one Which one would you, as the GM, suggest? Because uh, remember, your your job's on... I don't, um, the job of the GM, I would think, is on the line at this point. And um, what's his name? The the head coach. I can't think of a top of my head right oh, now. Um, oh, God, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name now. It was the D coordinator before with the... Uh, <sighs> Let's see. Hold on. Oh, uh, he was a Jets. He was the Jets head coach at one point. Uh. Let's see here. Yeah, fine. Use my location. I don't care. Um. Cowboys. Okay. So, remembering that both their jobs are on the line, potentially. Which, which way? Which way would you try to sell it to the to the owner? If it's gonna be, here's the thing: 50, 54 negative in the cap, anyways. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna branch off a little bit, but I'm gonna come back to your question. I'm just gonna kind of, so I'm not I'm not veering off, but um, Brady. There was a lot of Robert Kraft made it pretty well known he wants Brady to retire a Patriot. That does not seem to be possible unless Brady really sticks to the Tampa Bay. Because, like you said, there's things they can do with that cap to prevent having a massive hit for him not playing next year. Right. If he decides, I'm not, I'm going to go retire a Patriot. I'm not going to Tampa Bay. I'm not going to retire as a buck or work with them on the cap. Because if he retired, signs a one-day deal with the Patriot to retire a Patriot. The Bucks is, is like an excess $30 million cap hit for next year. And wow. if he doesn't, which I don't think he's going to look. I know what Tom Brady did for the Patriots. It's fine. He's going to retire. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. He's going to be he, His number is going to be retired by New England. He's going to have plenty of ceremonies up here and things to honor him, and, and, and it's fine. Tom Brady's not the type of guy, I don't think, unless there's bad blood with the Bucks, which I don't think there is, uh, to where he would – stick them with an excess cap hit just to screw them for no reason. It's easily preventable on his part. All he has to do, I believe, is say, I'm going to retire a buck, and then it's a paperwork issue or whatever from that point forward, mm-hmm. and it saves the bucks mm-hmm. a ton of cap room down the, down the road. Um, I would take care of that first if I were them. Uh, but next year is going to be rough for them no matter what. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Yeah, you have God when you have Evans – you're going to go with Kyle Trask who drafted a few years ago, or are you going to try to pick up somebody else? Uh, I don't really think you don't have the cap room to trade for a big name guy and bring him in. 
Maybe you try Jimmy G on a one-year deal uh, if you can afford him. Um, I, I'm of the mindset, just get it over with. Take the hit. Have one one down year maybe. And maybe you're lucky you don't have a down year. Maybe maybe you bring in a quarterback and he gels well with all your very talented receivers and your running game is good. And, and, and you know, there's a solid team around Brady besides Brady. Remember, that's kind of one thing I reminded people when, when he went down there and they won the first year he went to Tampa Bay. was like, It's not like he was walking onto a team full of schmucks. He had one of the right. best receiving cores in the league. Every key free agent took a pay cut to come play with him in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Fournette had a great year that year. Remember, that's year Jacksonville released Fournette like in the in the preseason, and mm-hmm. they hit the Bucks signed him for almost nothing, and then he ended up having a great year. Um, yeah, I, I'm over the mindset. Just just get it over with. Take the dead cap all in one year, and then, you know, this is the highest salary cap, um, going into the 2023-24 season that they've ever had. So, just, just take the hit, and then the following season will probably increase again. So you'll have a ton of cap space. So you can either, you know, uh, at that point, maybe you think about trying to get something for a Mike Evans and getting some draft picks and rebuilding. Um, maybe not. Who knows? That's, you know, down the road. But I would take it all in one year. Uh, and if you're the owner... If I'm the GM and head coach, I sit down with the owner and I say, look, we're going to have a tough year. Our, right. our, I know he was only there for three years, but our, our franchise quarterback is retired. Um, we don't have the cap room. And do you want to struggle for the next two seasons, potentially not being able to sign people? Or do you want to just go out, either use Trask, know that ahead of time and develop as much as you can, or go try to get a maybe a Baker Mayfield or a Jimmy G or, you know, Somebody who's not going to cost a lot, who's going to want to prove it contract, you're going to bring in for a couple million probably. Probably not going to be awesome, uh, but you never know. And then you go into 2024, 2025 with a ton of cap space and a fresh start. And then if you have a down enough year, maybe you get a good quarterback in the draft and your franchise is essentially reset for the next 10, 15 years. Or you could play it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is always a crapshoot because there's nothing saying if you pick somebody in a draft, even if they're a high pick, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, that they're going to pan out. So it's all a crapshoot, but I personally, if it was my team, would take it on a chin for one year mm-hmm. and then go into the following year with a fresh start, clear salary cap, clear-ish, mm-hmm. never totally clear. And... You know, you still have some key players signed through that. They've done a very nice job of drafting the last couple of years. You have some really talented, you know, young defensive guys who aren't going to quite be up yet at that time. Going into the following year after they have the salary cap will be when they got to re-sign those guys. So they can kind of split that up as they see fit, bringing in free agents and locking up their good players. So it might be a, a tough year for them. But, I mean, honestly, this franchise wasn't killing it before Brady showed up anyways. Now they have a chance to really reset. They have a recent championship. A lot of those players are still there. They can still bring in key free agents. If they play it right, this doesn't have to hurt that bad. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> so so I guess the reality for me, Chris, and I, I agree with you 100%, do you want to be the New England Patriots or do you want to be the New Orleans Saints? Just look at their trajectories. Yeah, yeah. Look at where they've gone post- 
the iconic quarterback. And and we know that the Saints haven't really made headway. And the Patriots are, are not quite in the same boat, but they haven't quite got up to back up to where they want to be. But I think they're closer than the Saints are because they have an actual quarterback where the Saints are still figuring out the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not even convinced that the head coach is going to uh, – Dennis Allen is going to be on that team in the next year or two. That's that's my opinion. I think when they're clear their their cap issues, I think that might st- uh, show a sign of a, a regime change. And here's the caveat for you're the Bucks owner, the GM, the head coach. Look at that. Look at that division. They barely won with Tom, but that division is a joke. So I think. Even if you go Kyle Trask, which I'm not a fan of, but if you want to go with him, fine. You want to go get Baker or Jimmy G, low contract, make it work. They got to get under the salary cap somehow. They'll figure it out because teams always do. And and you go forward with that. And I would probably hold on to uh, my wide receivers at least for a year and see what I can make work. See what I can figure sure. out. Um. And even if it's you're calling up the ready the Atlanta Falcons, who seem to have moved from Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, and may go into this draft getting a rookie. There is rumors about that. Uh, call them up and say, hey, what do you want to trade for for Mariota? Because I think he still has one year on his deal. Hey, maybe the Titans move past Tannehill too. Maybe Tannehill's available. A one maybe year stopgap. Like you never you know, know. There's multiple possibilities where they can bring in someone who has talent, who has experience to work with these, you know, maybe Mike Evans isn't the elite receiver he used to be, but he's still upper echelon. Godwin's still really good. You have some tight ends. You got some players. So I would say eat that, eat that entire dollar figure this year, get under the salary cap, make it work, figure out what you need to do to make that those dollar figures work. And try to eat it this year with the fact that you could probably still win the division. And Chris, if you if you win your division, you get a home game. And what is it the, the, the biggest thing owners like is a nice home game playoff game. A lot of revenue. Extra, a lot of revenue. Lot of, that's added. That is added to your bottom line. Yep. Even if you get one in that division, they could pull it off. So that's what I do, because then, because now, because now you're building the next year, and now you make you can start making some moves, and what? Who knows what veteran quarterback becomes available? You know, maybe you don't get the draft pick that you want, but maybe a veteran becomes available, and now you have a different conversation, and now you're moving in a different direction, and I'm still perplexed on what exactly the other three teams in this division are going to do. Who knows? They might just just sit there in mediocrity and go nowhere. But it will be interesting. But that's what I agree with you. If I'm the Bucks, eat it. Eat it for a year. Move on to the next year. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. That that's look. That's the reasons why teams like the Patriots, the Steelers, the the um, the, the Ravens. There's a reason why. Even if they have a little bit of a dip, you know, the year didn't start out so great for the Steelers, but Kenny Pickett looked pretty good late in the year. 
tiny hands and all. Everybody loves to make that joke, but the guy mm-hmm. apparently can grip a football and throw it, so that's really what matters. Um, uh, you know, the Ravens have been, you know, not necessarily, along with the Patriots, not always, you know, top of the conference, but they've been competitive because they don't, they don't sell out the future for the present. You don't see them very often spending money they don't have. And that's what the Saints did. They gave Breeze an exorbitant extension. And then they extended Alvin Kamara, even though a guy his size, as much as they were using him, look, Kamara's got the heart, man. He, he He's a hell of a player, but, like, he's not a huge guy. And he takes a lot of – he takes a beating. And, like, last year he took a beating all year long. Uh, the game mm-hmm. two was healthy. I think he mixed a, missed a few. Uh, and and he, he, he couldn't perform at the level he was – he might already be on a downswing based on how much – like how much of a beating he takes every game. Uh, and then, yeah, Michael Thomas had a massive contract extension signed after he set the NFL record for receptions. And it's been what? Is it two seasons or three seasons since we see him step on the field and play it in like a complete game? It's been a long time. Maybe he played, I think he played a game this past season, but he did, barely did anything. Or no, he had a good start. He had a good first game. He had two touchdowns. And then pretty much non-existent. They're still paying that contract out for the next couple of years. They're still paying Kamara out. They're still in salary cap hell because instead of saying, we can't sign all these guys, we got to either ship them off or just not sign them in free agency. We got to do what's best for the franchise, the, the financial uh, financial well-being for the franchise for years to come. They were like, nope, we got to re-sign all these guys. Okay, and now you see where you are now. You know, I mean, they signed Taysom Hill to an extension, which, you know, he's their Swiss Army knife. That's fine, but... You potentially paid him like he was a starting quarterback, depending on how the salary structure pays out. And then he started at quarterback a couple of games. So now you're paying him more money. So it's like this organization, like, they got a little bit of success and they had no idea how to handle it. Um, and it's going to be a rough go for them for the next few years, that's for sure. Uh, but Thomas's, um, Thomas's last full year was the, the record-setting year, which was 2019. Okay. He did not step foot on the field at all in 2021, and he had three games uh, this past season, seven games in 2020. So that's so after his extension, he's played a total of ten games. Ten games, and acted like he has absolutely no interest in playing for the Saints, repeatedly. So, so that's where they're at. Uh, well, one positive bit of news for the Saints. Uh, is they get Denver's first round pick, which actually came from Miami, I believe. Um, and I think that was the Bradley Chubb pick. Um, let's see here. I have the information. No, that's it's gotta be via somebody else, though, right? Yeah, I got I got that wrong. Hold on, Denver. Oh yeah, yeah. Denver sends because Miami. 20, yeah, Denver sends its twenty twenty three first round pick from San Francisco, and yes. a twenty twenty four second round pick to New Orleans for Sean Payton and a third round pick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the pick Denver acquired from the Dolphins in exchange for Bradley Chubb. The Miami acquired mm-hmm. it from the 49ers in the Trey Lance deal. Yes. So they ended up getting mm-hmm. San Fran will have uh, Denver will have, or excuse me, ugh, New Orleans will have the mm-hmm. 30th overall pick in the draft. Um, so not a top tier pick, but still a first round pick for a guy you weren't going to have on your team anyways, and Sean Payton, and a second round pick next year. Uh, the Broncos, after, I, 
look, I didn't think Russell Wilson was an elite-level quarterback, but I did not expect him to play as poorly as he did last year with the talent around him. Also, Drew Locke performed better the year before, and we all know the Hall of Fame resume of Drew Locke. Uh, so that was a surprise, but now they've now shipped more first-round picks away and a second round to bring in Sean Payton, who... I mean, I don't. Th- Sean Payton's a good coach, but he's the pretty girl at the bar right now. He's the best. He's the biggest name available. Like, he, he had a Super Bowl win. And all the times he had Drew Brees, all the times he had those great offenses. His playoff record isn't that great. It's not like we're bringing in Belichick or Tom Landry here. <laughs> like, I, I think it was a lot. Uh, when you, we already forfeited two first-round picks for Russell Wilson last offseason. Uh, and you know Sean Payton's salary is not going to be a pittance. So now they're shipping away more draft assets, more potential future for their team. Uh, and if it pays out, it pays off, and, and Payton comes in and he gets Russell Wilson figured out and turned around, and, and that team is, you know, a bulldozer next year, then, hey, you know what? Well worth it. But um, I just, I don't know. Something's not clicking with that team. And late in the year when you got the the the, the scuttlebutt that Russell Wilson had, his private office or his own office there, and, and, and kind of like a little bit of, I don't want to say animosity, but kind of the word I'm thinking of. It, just other players kind of seem bothered by the fact he came in it was almost acting like he was a part of the coaching staff or kind of acting like a diva a little bit. Not the not the image Russell Wilson likes the media to portray him in. Um, so it's an interesting move. I mean, Sean Payton's a good coach. I'm not trying to dog the guy, but it's not like you got an elite caliber, you know, uh, motivator who's brought teams to multiple championship games and multiple Super Bowls and, you know, a not like they got Andy Reid or something. So I, 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 you know, maybe it'll work out for them, but I think this is going to be something else to kind of raise the ire of their fans, to tell you the truth. And the best part is they're going to sign him to a long, long-term deal for a lot of money, being Sean right. Payton. So if this doesn't right. work out, now they have him signed for a ton of money, and then they have Russell Wilson signed for a ton of money for a contract they can't get out from underneath for at least two years, maybe longer. It's a risk, but I guess they had to double down. I mean, there's really nothing else they could do. They had to bring in the best guy they could. So I don't fault them for giving it a shot. It's just a lot to invest if it doesn't work out. It's a lot of first-round capital to invest in two guys. I can't agree with that more. It's 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 crazy. And and here's the thing that I'm, I'm guessing the new ownership, because remember, they they have a new ownership. Mm-hmm. Um Got that Walmart they're, money now. They got Walmart money. Not not all Walmart money, but it's got they got some Walmart money. Uh, they're looking down south is what they're doing, Chris. They're looking south and saying, Kansas City is it. Yeah, they are the pinnacle, not just of that division, of the conference, and they need to compete both at quarterback and at the head coach position. And I'm sure Sean Payton's refreshed and he's ready to go. He's got some ideas on maybe how to fix Russell Wilson. But 
there's a lot to build, man. There's a lot a lot to build, and you still have the the Chargers. What you want to say about the Las Vegas Raiders? They'll figure out their quarterback position. They still have the best wide receiver in one of the best wide receivers in the game, and he is a he is a matchup nightmare. Uh-huh. They still have Darren Waller, who's a matchup nightmare. Hunter Renfro, I don't know where he's trending. Uh, maybe it was injury all year, or maybe he's just trending in the wrong direction. Uh, they do have to figure out their running back position because Josh Jacobs has an epic career year, and now he's a free agent. That's a check in his favor. Um, it's a big check so, in his favor. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't blame the Broncos, but it is it is a huge investment in, in, in two guys. And they really need to see a return on investment. Oh yeah. And that's not that's not just a wild card appearance. That is you need to win the division within two years. You need to be in the Super Bowl within two years. You'd be beating Kansas City within two years. Yeah. You cannot go you cannot pass this next season. You cannot split with the Kansas City Chiefs. You need to go 2-0. and You need to dominate your division with this kind of investment because Sean Payton is not getting any first-round talent out of the draft in the next couple of years. He is not getting and, – and, and Russell Wilson is not getting top-tier talent to help him out. He's got wide receivers. He's good there. He should be good there. Um, it's just a matter of the offensive construction and – the offensive line play. That's that's where it gets down to and the commitment of Russell Wilson, whether you know he's all glam and, and, and show, or is it really this is truly his nature of how he is, is just this rah rah um kind of guy, which you could tie back to Pete Carroll, because that's what in essence what Pete Carroll is. He's a rah rah kind yeah. of guy. And, and it works in spurts, um, but I don't know. I don't know what the long term uh, results are going to be for Russell Wilson. I, I, I'm going to hold. I'm going to reserve my opinion on Russell after this season with with Sean. Yeah, I, I, we'll maybe we'll see some improvement, and it will be just you know you had you brought in this rookie head coach. You know, he had great things with, with Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is a Aaron Rodgers is a different animal than Russ. Right. And, and and you're trying to bring a bunch of pieces together all at one time, and then you just said to Nathaniel Hackett, after one season, we're good. We're I, think, I think that's I think that's because they, they knew they wanted Russ wanted Russ. Wanted um Peyton. Peyton, yeah. And they took the chance on him. They weren't even if they didn't get him, they weren't really worried about losing Hackett. <laughs> they figured bringing anybody else to kind of be a stopgap for a better coach down the road. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, these are the kind of all-in moves, though, that, that make and break a franchise. And uh, I, I want to say one thing. But go back to my earlier comment. I, I, I blast teams all the time for, like we just said about the New Orleans Saints, how they don't think ahead and they sign players to contracts they can't afford. Uh, and, and they don't let people just walk or or trade if they know they can't sign them to what they want. Um, I have to give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs. They did that with Tyreek Hill. Um, Tyreek Hill is a huge part of their offense, and arguably 
Russell Wilson's most dangerous weapon. You could also argue Travis Kelsey. Um, and instead of turning around and, and forfeiting your future, yeah, they signed Mahomes to an exorbitant contract. It is what it is. Don't make that work and build around it. And I think he's proven now he can make it work with whoever's there. Um, not that he had schmucks there, but the talent at every position is starting to diminish it a little bit because his contract is so high. They re-signed Kelsey. They re-signed Chris Jones. They got the core of their team. Unfortunately, the odd man out was Tyreek Hill. And, um, you know, not too bad for him. He went to Miami and got a huge contract. But um, I just want to give them credit because you and I have blasted them before many times for making financial decisions that were not best for the team long term. And they knew enough to stop when they didn't have it. So I just want to be consistent and criticize them for a lot of the contracts they made, especially in that stretch when they had like, I think they were honestly down to like $114 in salary cap space. And then they cleared some up and then they re-signed Mahomes. And, and for people who don't know, generally when you re-sign somebody, kind of it can include like a restructure of the final year of the contract so it will get instead of spending more that year you actually save more and you kind of kick the can down the road financially so the reason they were able to sign other guys after Mahomes was now they had instead of him on his fifth year option they had a lower contract the first year and they could re-sign those guys that year and it made it work but um yeah so just you know Good on them for realizing, hey, we can't keep everybody all the time. Uh, that's a bit of the problem I think the Bucks had after their Super Bowl win was they wanted yep. to bring everyone back, and it's like it doesn't work that way. But, yeah, just wanted to be consistent and, and pay them a compliment because they did, they did a good thing there. Uh, it sounds weird. They sent Tyree Kill away, and it's a good thing, but financially for their franchise it was. And uh, it doesn't seem to be hurting them too bad because they're back in the Super Bowl, uh, although – We'll do, we'll, uh, <laughs> want to get into this first of the NFC. The NFC, I don't think will take that long, honestly. That was just a beat down. I just want to kind of, I want to give you an opportunity, uh, and I'll take one opportunity. We won't spend, I don't want to spend too much time. Um, since we didn't get to the divisional games, um, is there anything about the divisional games that you, um, you want to bring up, you want to rehash? Anything we missed that we, we weren't able to touch on? That you wanted to touch on. There's not much. Um, um I, 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 I mean, think we had Casey with a close victory against the Jags. Let me go back here and look at e- this schedule because I did have Eagles some. Dom- I did have some stuff. Okay. Eagles dominated the Giants. It wasn't. Yeah, I was way off on that game. <laughs> I was uh, way off on that. One. Cincinnati beat the crap out of the Buffalo Bills. And uh, the Niners actually had a close game with the Dallas Cowboys, but they did edge it out. Uh, is there anything there that you wanted to kind of? Uh, I got some. I got some quick hits. Um, quick hits. Go ahead. Hit me. Uh, Jaguars have a lot to look forward to in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't beat Kansas City, um, but they went in there and they performed really well, and they had a solid defense. Trevor Lawrence. Looks like the real deal. Uh, I'm really excited to see, from a football fan's perspective, how he develops in years to come. Kansas City over, you know, if it, Tony Romo acted like Mahomes' leg fell off. Um, so I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it, <laughs> the guy sprained an ankle, and people were acting like he just cured childhood hunger when he came back in the game. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, not taking anything away from him. It's tough, right. but $50 million a year. If you're out there on one leg, you better get your ass out there and play. Um, the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do. They found a way to win. That's the kind of team they are. They're, they're, right. they're where they are for a reason. Um, I way underestimated the Eagles. Uh, the, the Giants team looked awesome against Minnesota the week before. I actually thought they were going to beat the Eagles, and I was way off. The Eagles trounced them 38-7. Wasn't even close. Was never close. Um, the Giants, you know, they have they have some things to figure out in the offseason financially, but they look like they're headed in the right direction. Um, <laughs> the uh, Cowboys continue to just disappoint their fans and ownership and everyone who has ever rooted for them in general by just not performing in big games. Uh, the Niners underperformed. Brock Purdy was that's not his best game. That 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 defense for the Cowboys was really, really good. They played great. They deserved better from the offense. And Dak, yet again, did not show up when it mattered. Um, speaking of not showing up when it really matters, the Bills. Uh, <laughs> at home, uh, weather conditions didn't really matter because Cincinnati and Buffalo are both cold. Um, but Buffalo is a special kind of cold. For those that don't know, there's just, I don't know, something about Buffalo that just, I mean, it'll snow and freaking, it'll snow when it's 50 degrees everywhere else. Um, they had everything going for them. They had the emotion. They had DeMar Hamlin up in the box. They had uh, everything, everything going for them. And the Bengals just came in and were like, yeah, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to have your neutral site game next week. And um, beat the crap out of the Bills. Yeah. And Josh Allen, yet again, continues to not be able to take that next step, despite having all the talent around him. Uh, Stefan Diggs acted again like he's the only person on the team. Surprise, surprise. Um, and this is why I have a problem with the Bills, because they haven't actually won anything, and they act like they walk around after like they won five straight Super Bowls. And there's nothing wrong with being confident. The Eagles are confident also, but the Eagles don't walk around like a bunch of jackasses acting like they already have a ring on their finger. They know they have a competition ahead of them. They know they have a tough game ahead of them. Uh, and the Bills just act like they've already done it and they haven't. And that's annoying. Uh, so maybe just maybe if you're the bills, uh, and you have extra salary cap room this previous off season, uh, you don't go out and sign an aging injury prone Von Miller to a $160 million, $120 million contract. Uh, when he can't even be in there to play with you because, again, injury-prone and not on the field. Nothing away from the guy. He's a Hall of Fame player, but he's getting up there in age. He's had some injury issues, and it just wasn't a smart mm -hmm. signing on their part. And they could have used that in other places, like, I don't know, a running back. Um, And this team continues. To, they continue to get there based on just the athletic ability of Josh Allen, Uh, but that – is going to go away quick if he keeps taking the kind of hits he's taking. I know he's a big guy, but he's in his mid-20s now, and the next couple of years are going to be crucial. If he suffers a major injury, that's going to very much affect his career long-term. And, um, yeah, the Bengals just, it was never close. They, they, they had that game from start to finish. Uh, it was close to the coin toss, and that's about it. Um, and it seems as though <laughs> that, uh, the league may have been upset because, boy, they sure did not have any calls go in their favor against the Chiefs the following week. No, uh, they, there were some blatant calls. Uh, I have I, look, I've 
been a fan my entire life. There's been plenty of games when I've watched and been like, oh, that's a BS caller. That's it. But you can look back and say, oh, the team should have performed better here, should have performed better there. Then they could have won. The Patriots has passed that season. You know, people were oh, they didn't win the last game against the Bills. That's why they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs because they had 30 opportunities throughout the season to play better, and they didn't. They didn't get the job done when they had to. This AFC Championship game was the first time as a football fan I honestly went, this is way too shady, and this is way too one-sided to be a coincidence. I'm sorry. And, yeah, every time you say that, all the the people who don't agree with you go, oh, look at that. That Joseph Asai block out of bounds at last play. That was definitely a penalty. Yeah, it was a penalty. By the book, it was a penalty. Because Mahomes' foot was out of bounds, yeah, and he pushed him. It was a yeah. penalty. Was it ticky tack penalty? Yes, yes. Because Mahomes took a LeBron dive and acted like he got shoved, you know, acted like he got hit in the back by a rocket launcher, which is what you're supposed to do. Not a knock on Mahomes. He's trying to get his team 15 extra yards to get them in a position that they got in. Um, uh, the only thing I'll say I was a little disappointed on Mahomes and was was he was milking an injury when it was convenient and and not when it wasn't. Like every time agree, he every time he made a that, bad yeah. play, he's hobbling around like he can't move, and every time he made a good play, he's up. You know, he made that run and he gets up and jumps up, and there's nothing wrong with him, and then quickly realizes the cameras are on him and starts doing his little half-ass limp thing. It's like Jesus. Tony Romo is already losing his shit for you. Calm down. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I brought up the by the book penalty for the push out of bounds for a, a number of reasons. I saw, personally, at least five, five roughing the passer penalties that would have been called for any other quarterback in the league in any other game with a ref standing right there, and they did not call it in the Bengals' favor. Yep. There was that first drive, I think it was, the first or second drive, after after they scored their first touchdown. Chris Jones... And it wasn't like it was a dirty play intentionally. It was just uh, how players move in the course of a tackle. It wasn't like it was not a knock on Chris Jones. But he essentially drilled Mahomes' head into the freaking ground, like head for almost like a DDT if you're a wrestling fan. Or like a bulldog. Or like a bulldog or something. Yeah, Burrow, excuse me. Chris Jones drilled Burrow's head into the ground. And this is after the ball had come out of his hand. And nothing. Nothing. But the Chiefs get to just have a phantom third down twice, and then they don't make the play, and they get a ridiculous call in their favor to get them a first down. That was so one-sided. It is absurd. And then the Chiefs have absolutely no sense of, wow, we really got away with one there, to come out and talk the level of trash they talked. Um. Honestly, kind of makes me lose a little respect for him, to tell you the truth. Um, Mahomes normally never says anything. He's out running his mouth. Um, you know, Kelsey's always been, you know, a shit talker. But, you know, I, I don't mind him so much because he does it whether they win or lose. He does it before. He does it after. He'll do it no matter what. And then, you know, so he'll be the same guy no matter what. But then other guys come out. Frank Clark, who needs to be fired off into the sun and just off this planet forever. He's a piece of trash. Uh, he's talking and running his mouth, and um, it's just, you know, you got away with one there. Maybe be a little less arrogant and just move on to the Super Bowl. Because realistically, if that was a straight-up game and it was called down the middle, 
you're not going to the Super Bowl, Casey. The Bengals were the better team. And there's not a whole lot of times I can say that because it sounds like a cop-out and it sounds like an excuse. The officiating was abysmal. Uh, and as I said, that's the first time as an NFL fan looking at the rules. Because you, you cannot like the tuck rule for the Patriots' favor, but by the letter of the law, that's exactly how that, that rule was written in the book. It was called right. Is it a stupid play? Probably. But it worked in our favor, so who cares? But what do, what do those Raiders teams have in common with the Bengals teams? Or this Bengals team? And both of them mm-hmm. kind of had really ticky-tack calls called in their favor or called against them and then not in their favor. Right. They spoke out against the league. Funny how that works. Hmm. The Raiders and Al Davis were known forever for just pissing on the NFL's leg and telling him it was raining. Al Davis didn't care. That's one thing I could admire about the guy. He would just speak his mind and whatever. Here's the fine. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, and Burrow did the same thing. Burrow and an entire team did the same thing. And, and they're not wrong, by the way. And I thought it was great. Have the balls to go do that. That's great. But the league apparently decided before that game, we're going to call literally everything we see. Oh, and even things we don't see, by the way. There's no timeout call on that phantom third down. The play happens. It's done. The punter is going on the field for Kansas City. And then all of a sudden, no, 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 no. Andy Reid pushed the undo button. It's just third down again. I've never seen that. I'm 39 years old. I can remember watching football ever since I was a little kid. I have never seen anything that egregious in my life. But you heard Shame. the excuse they met. You heard the excuse, right? Oh, yeah. That the ref was trying to, oh, I'm not going to do it because I didn't want to get run into. I'm not going to, I'm not going to run out of the field. You see a ref whistling all the time. They run into the mid, they run, they run up to the ball through the defensive and offensive line sometimes. That was abysmal and it was a it joke. Was. And quite honestly, it takes a little bit of this Super Bowl excitement away from me because the Chiefs are a good enough team to beat the Bengals on their own. That's the worst part. It's not like the Chiefs are schmucks. The Chiefs are an amazing football team. They're well coached. They have some of the best players in the league. They they come back and win big games. They got it all. They didn't need this. Even with Mahomes' allegedly hurt angle, I'm still not buying it 100%. <laughs> uh, and Kelsey's supposedly bad back, which, again, he was moving around like like, like, like a right. like, like a deer running through the woods, a freaking gazelle. The guy was fine, it looked like. It seemed like no issues to me, Chris. No issues. But, you know, this team didn't need their help to beat the Bengals. The Bengals are an outstanding team. They're two heavyweights, and they're going to stand there and slug it out, and someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. The Bengals could have beat them without this nonsense or are the Chiefs going to be without this nonsense and it's a shame and that was probably the worst officiating game I've ever seen called in my life uh, Romo and Nance are a handicap in that booth um, <laughs> they are just abysmal Nance is the fine broadcaster but Romo doesn't play off anything he says I saw the report yesterday that in the offseason uh, CBS executives tried meeting with him to like get him focused to like get him on the same path he was on those first couple of years when you actually enjoyed him because the minute he signed that big contract, he fell off. And now he's talking about, I mean, 
That last that last Bills play, playoff game, the Bills playoff game when they beat um Oh, who did they play Miami. He's calling Josh Allen the man, he's calling Josh Allen the champ, he's calling Josh Allen the guy. Josh Allen doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Doesn't have an MVP. Never made it out of the AFC. It's also not analysis. That's yeah, just fanboying. He's turned into a fanboy. That's all he is. So he's abysmal. The officiating mm-hmm. was abysmal. And if you were a fan of good competitive football, uh, you should have been really excited about the AFC Championship game. It ended up being an embarrassment as a fan to watch how those officials honestly affected the outcome of that game. And it's a shame because right. both the Chiefs deserve better. And, and, both the Chiefs and, and the Bengals especially deserve better. Um, and so do the fans. People pay a lot of money to watch this league and to follow this league and support their team. Mm-hmm. And the NFL should be ashamed of itself, but it won't be. It'll just keep doing whatever it wants and don't make money so nobody cares. Uh, so I did have, I think you covered kind of everything I would have covered on the division round. Um, what point I want to bring up from that round, and it kind of carried over into the championship game. And this is specifically to the the Bengals. Um, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs. Um, they kind of interconnected, in my opinion, where – and it was interesting in the uh, in the game with the Bengals and the uh, Bills. It was brought up the drop-off of the pass rush for the Buffalo Bills pre-Von Miller injury and post-Von Miller injury. You're right. They they – they paid for the fact that they saddled a lot of money onto an aging player. Um, it did work. You you would agree with that, Chris? It did work. Oh, when he was healthy, absolutely, hundred percent. The problem was when it didn't work, and you got into a game where the Bengals were putting out a patchwork offensive line. Their tackles were down. And I think they had a guard down, and they barely touched Joe. Bur- they mm-hmm. barely touched Joe Burrow, and. Why that's important, in my opinion, because you go one week ahead, and what was the biggest? We can set aside the the, the penalties that should have been called. Um, I saw Joe Burrow get attacked on a, almost a down in down out basis. Yeah, because they were still down both their offensive tackles, and I don't know the health of the interior line, but it didn't seem like a hundred percent. No, and and. The biggest knock on the Bengals in the Super Bowl was they had a turnstile offensive line. Well, that's all the reason they lost. Right. Yeah. And then they addressed it. But unfortunately, they addressed the issue. That issue popped up because they didn't make it. The the offense attrition happened. I don't think when you look at the Buffalo or the the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't think they need to improve too much. They just need to stay healthy. Attrition the, is the key in the NFL. If you stay healthy, more often than not, you're going to make it to the end. And, need... <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. And, and I think it speaks to your point about the health of Patrick Mahomes and the health of Travis Kelsey. That is a question that I would have uh, if I'm the league, but they're not going to care because they wanted the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um but that kind of speaks to a lot of the other teams. Uh, take it to the the Dallas Cowboys. If Tony Pollard stays healthy that entire game, 
might be a different outcome. I mean, the proof is on the field. The drop-off on the offense was extreme as soon as he's out of the game because Zeke is not Zeke anymore. And the worst part is – yeah, the worst part is based on their salary cap, the one guy that might have been able to help them, they might not be able to bring him back. Right. Like, they're going to sign him. They're going to give him a restricted tender. uh, But another team can come in and and give him an offer and just scoop him out. And then where's your offense? Uh, I'll skip the other teams because I think you kind of kind of covered them pretty good. Um, and I know you, you touched a lot of the Kansas City Cincinnati game. I think you're on point with a lot of that there. So I, I just want to jump on to the Eagles and the yeah. Niners. Yep. And that was it was good, and then it wasn't. And, yeah. and the biggest yeah, there's there's not much you could say to it, Chris, because. It wasn't a bad play. It wasn't a dirty play. No. It just, no. it, in my opinion, it was the structure of the offense. That's the way they play. And to have a guy who had double-digit sacks and who actually had a pretty good career in, in Arizona, uh, in Hassan Reddick, and you decided you wanted your backup tight end <laughs> yeah. to be – the guy assigned to him on that play. And Hassan Reddick absolutely just blows it up Croft. And, I mean, that was it. Not George Kittle, who's the best blocking tight end in the game. Right. And, and I understand the, the way the, you know, the defense is able to switch and, and move. And maybe Hassan was assigned to go to the other side or whatever the assignment was. And he saw an opportunity. And he, he, he hunted it down. And unfortunately, that caused the injury. And then Josh Johnson, who's the backup, got concussed. And now you have a guy in the game who literally cannot throw the ball. And now you have Christian McCaffrey throwing the ball at some point. It, it, it just turned into an ugly game. And the defense tried to keep him into it. But they couldn't move the ball down the field. No. If you're a defense and you know they can't pass the ball, yeah, <laughs> it, I don't care if you got Debo Samuel, you yeah. got no. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, CMC, these great talented players who, if you get the ball in space or get them the ball, period, they can make plays. If you know you're not going to pass, if you know they they cannot pass the ball, you have just eliminated a lot of scenarios, and now it's just attack, attack, attack. And it teed it up for the Eagles, and and good for them to to pounce on it. Um, but I, it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles come out in the the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. That's and, and I'm hoping it's a balanced Super Bowl where we don't have to question it. Yeah, because of yeah. outside forces. Yep, that's all I'm asking for. Yeah, no, I, I I think, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this. I, I know we both picked San Fran to win that game, a healthy San Fran to win that game. Mm-hmm. Man, the way the Eagles line was rushing, because they could stop blitzing later on because they knew they weren't throwing the ball. So they could just right. kind of play zone and wait in space for whatever had happened, and that's why they were mm-hmm. able to be so good. Um, the way that defense was playing, I think they beat San Fran anyways. Even a Purdy Southie. Who knows? We never know. But I just think the way like the way Reddick was just I mean, he was just unstoppable when he was blitzing and they 
Yeah. They just terrorized that 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 line and and, and the quarterback. And um yeah, and then we find out later on Brock Purdy has a torn ligament in his elbow and he'll miss six months. So, I mean, it was a very legitimate injury and of a reason he couldn't throw. So, you know, give him a lot of credit for taking one for the team and standing out there and even handing that ball off because I had to hurt quite a bit. And this is not this is a guy who was the last pick in the draft. He's literally making the lowest amount of anybody on the field. And he showed probably the most heart of anybody on the field that day. So I know it doesn't add anything to the win column, but good on him for – having guts and whoever he ends up is going to be lucky to have him as a quarterback. Um, but man, Eagles look good. And, um, I told you this the other day, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but seeing how the chiefs got there. And again, it's a shame because I, I enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes play. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan, not a chiefs fan. Um, but I say this with Brady all the time. People can't appreciate greatness when they're watching it. You're watching greatness. You watch Patrick Mahomes. He is that good. Mm -hmm. Truly that good. And it's a shame because I don't want to see that team win the Super Bowl now. I like Andy Reid. I admire some of the players on that Chiefs team. And I don't think this was like a rigged thing like Arian Foster saying. He's a moron. Oh, my God. Um, I don't think this is a, a rigged thing where, like, everybody was in on it. I think I truly believe that after the Bengals spoke up so much, against the league and how unhappy they were with how all that unfolded with the division and after the um oh after the um oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh the guy in Buffalo, my God. Oh uh, the kid who kid who got hurt. The, the kid Damar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin. My God, I can't remember I can't remember it. I almost called him Denny Hamlin, uh, the NASCAR mm-hmm. driver. Um after Damar Hamlin and everything. Uh the uh, the the Bengals got the crap end of the stick on that one because the league mm-hmm. was doing everything they could. The Kansas, Kansas City wasn't even involved in the game where DeMar Hamlin was hurt. Right. And the league still went out of their way to make sure the Chiefs would be taken care of. Didn't give a damn about the Bengals. The Bengals never right to be pissed. I don't blame them at all. And I think that the league was like, well, these guys want to play that way. We're going to stick it to them every way we possibly can. And I challenge any rational thinking adult to watch that game in a vacuum and say, yep, this was called down the middle because it wasn't. It's nonsense. Um, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I am hoping the Eagles absolutely bulldoze the Chiefs next Sunday because I don't want to see the Chiefs win now. And I didn't want right. to see the Eagles win, but after seeing how bad the officiating was and the lack, complete lack of humility from anybody in the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm for one day going to root for the Eagles to win that game. Did Jalen Hurts get a ring? Mayor Sirianni came in and took a team that was in a lot of turmoil and turned that around. Yep. The running backs are Miles Sanders is great. Um, A.J. Brown is phenomenal. Devonta Smith had some really nice catches. He's a, he's a hell of a player. Yep. Um, got a defense. That line was amazing. Uh, got a lot of talent. This is a team that's always won a championship. And the Chiefs do too. But I just can't root for them after that display on – uh, championship Sunday. Um, yeah, uh, I'm rooting for the Eagles, and uh, hopefully the NFL will have a little integrity with everybody watching and, and not pull this crap, but I doubt it. Um, yeah. I, I can't I, believe I'm actually I'm saying s- that. can't believe I'm actually <laughs> saying that, but... I was going to suggest we, we wait till next week to unveil our picks, but I guess uh, you kind of... You let the cat out of the bag. Um, 
I'm no, no, still... I said who I want to win. I didn't say oh, who okay. I think is going to win. There's okay, a difference. Okay. Because okay. I'm still kind of thinking it over. I do want to applaud. Um, I know he doesn't need more praise. Um, but I want to applaud Patrick Mahomes for the performance he put on all season. Like, he put up the MVP. Career, numbers, <laughs> career numbers in yards. Like, career numbers in yards. Now, mm-hmm. He doesn't have career numbers in touchdowns because, you know, he had a 50-touchdown season. Um, his highest completion percentage, uh, his average is right around where it should be for per, per, um, per uh, reception. Uh, pass rating, right up where it should be. Uh, QBR, take that for what it, whatever you think it's worth. It's It's right up there with his – other than his MVP season, it's right up where it's usually at. Like – the guy lost what what you would argue as a, a pivotal piece of the offense. Absolutely. And they literally just said, we're good. You yep. can go to Miami. We'll take the draft picks. You go get your contract. Enjoy South Beach. By the way, first round exit. Have a nice day. We're going to be in the Super Bowl. Enjoy your more accurate quarterback in Miami. Um. And and Patrick Mahomes just said, yeah. But as we know, he ha- still has Travis Kelsey. So the future for the, the the Chiefs, aside from the Super Bowl, the future for the Chiefs will will hinge on how they're going to transition from Travis Kelsey being the pin, the 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 focus of the offense in the passing game to who the next focus. Because I don't think I don't think it's Juju. Uh, I don't no. think it's McCall Harmon. No. I don't think it's MVS. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a, a really nice, nice uh, halfback, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's that number one option like CMC was in his is in his prime or no. or Alvin Kamara in his prime. I don't think <clears throat> he's there. So I'll be interested to see where they go from there. They need. They're going to need to address. Pacheco kid looks good. The what? Pacheco, the running back. Yes, he does. He, looks he does. Really he good. does. I just don't know if he's going to be the answer, uh, but maybe he is. He is. He's a rookie. He has a bright future. But for the future of the Chiefs, I think they need to understand that at some point Kelsey's going to start to drop off. Look at look at Gronk. Yep. Look at Jimmy Graham. Look at Tony you know, Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez was in the league for a long years, but, you know, eventually started catching up with him. Uh, so I'll be interested interested to see what direction they go with that aspect because Patrick Mahomes is 27 years old. Yeah. 27. He's, he's, got, got, some, least, he's got some time left. <laughs> he's got at least another, what, conservatively thinking he's got at least another decade. Oh, unless I'm it's sorry. a catastrophic injury. I mean, it's at least right. you would think. Yeah, could be even uh, more. Yeah. I'm sorry. Travis Kelsey does not, I repeat, does not have a decade left in him. I don't think. So that was my kind of, you know, overview of the, the, the Chiefs. I just wanted to, you know, because I know sometimes uh, some of the Mahomes lovers will go out there and say, well, Patrick Mahomes doesn't get enough love. No, I, th- I think that's incorrect. But I think he, I felt he like he deserved this because oh. he took a lot of shit this past off season. Yep. Um, 
especially from his former number one wide receiver um, indirectly. And I think what he just did this season and what he's doing right now, I think he's really showing that, yeah, all I need is one really good piece and then give me a bunch of complimentary pieces and I can make something happen. And, and that's what he's done. Look, the great ones, we're talking Brady, we're talking Manning, we're talking, yeah, they had talented receivers, but they also made the most out of the guys that weren't the top tier. And Mahomes is right up there. He can do that too. My comments on the officiating on that game and, uh, and, and of the disappointment and how they were acting had nothing to do with Mahomes' talent on the field. He's the best quarterback in the game. It's not even close. Nope. Um, and until somebody gets a ring and an MVP award, you can't put them up there. You can say Burrow is awesome. I think Burrow is going to be a great one for the next 10, 15 years easy. But he hasn't actually done it yet. He didn't win the Super Bowl last year. He hasn't won an MVP yet. He's not in the Mahomes League just yet. Think he could get there, but he's not there just yet. There's a reason generational talents only come across once in a generation because it is so rare. You can have greatness for five, six, seven years, and that's great. But to sustain it for an entire career, like it looks like Mahomes is going to be able to do, is truly special. So he should win MVP this year. He's the best yep. in the league. Take nothing away from him on the field. I actually enjoy watching him because even if I don't want the team to win, it's like, God, he's good. Like, you're watching greatness. So I just want to clarify that, too, so people won't be like, oh, yeah, well, you – I I've been tattling Mahomes since he won that MVP, saying this kid's that good, he's that good. Did I think it would hurt losing Tyreek? Yes. Did I think it would hurt the team more? Absolutely. I was wrong on that because here they are in the Super Bowl again. So – and look, my frustration with the officiating NFC Championship game, I already said – the Chiefs didn't need it. They were good enough to win on their own. But now you put that question into people's mind, and it makes it feel less than. And that's not fair to the team or the fans. Absolutely, Chris. I think I'm good. Anything else? Are you all set? No, just um, we'll we'll do an episode. Um, it's gonna be probably a tight episode next week. Yeah, it'll be a shorter uh, one. Yeah. I have a uh, a weekend planned uh, with the fiance. So there you go. And I will not. <laughs> Pains me to say this. I will not be watching the Super Bowl this year because Super Bowl happens to land on the date of my anniversary for my engagement. So, well, I'll shoot, I'll, shoot, I'll shoot you a text if you win anything in the football squares game just so you can look down and know you won some money. So, we'll see. Don't worry, Chris. I plan on taking a, a few bathroom breaks throughout the day, <laughs> throughout, the, throughout the game, you know. And, and I'm not worried about her hearing this because she – Fortunately, does not listen to this, so we're we're in the clear there. Um, but so it's going to be a little bit of short, uh, tight. But um, after that, uh, we'll do a recap of the Super Bowl, and then uh, it's on to the postseason, and then um, start of uh, MLB. Um, we're getting into you know NBA. We might touch on the NBA a little bit. Uh, Kyrie Irving just requested a trade, so we Again? may touch on that. Whatever happens, um, yes, yes, he wants to be traded. I know it, it stuns you to hear that. It stunned a lot of people to hear that. Um, but yeah, we're I'm we, shocked. We, we might touch on that, and uh, you know, I, I, I know MLB's a little. We've been a little rough on MLB, but I think um, we at least have to acknowledge it. When, when it sure when it yeah, comes yeah. time absolutely um but be a lot of new faces new places too to kind of yeah go over some of that so 
All right, man. But uh, I'm all set. All right. Thank you for listening to episode 196. We appreciate your support. If you have any questions on this episode, past episodes, or anything sports related in general, Ben and I'd love to hear from you. And where can I get in touch with us? Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at PTBCTSPod. Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports. The website, BCTSPod.com. And Instagram, Ben underscore Chris Talk Sports. If you haven't done so yet and you feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating and a review, and maybe ask a friend to do the same. We greatly appreciate it. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy. We will see you right back here next weekend. Thank you.